Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to recap the advanced analytics, PFF scores for the Falcons, the best and the worst coming out of their Week 17 loss in Buffalo to the Bills, 29-15. to We're going to start, as always, with the offense and the top five. Uh, very top of the list, he's a name that has been here pretty frequently in the top five. I think he's only been outside the top five once or twice this entire season. He is now one of the top five rated guards by PFF, uh, and that is Chris Lindstrom. Uh, The former first-round draft pick has obviously turned into the best offensive lineman on this line. He has not allowed a sack the entire season, according to their metrics. He had an 86.8 overall grade, 86.3 in pass blocking, 81.6 as a run blocker. Just a very, very strong performance from him. And honestly, not at all surprising. This is who Chris Lindstrom has become for the Falcons. And uh, he's, as I said, he has been a regular name on this list. The second name, I saw this name, and I sort of like last week where I saw saw some names up here and I thought, I don't know what's going on with PFF scoring. It's really confusing. Um, Right tackle, Caleb McGarry. And I know, I, I saw the plays too, guys. I saw where, you know, Caleb McGarry is basically on the ground. Matt Ryan's being hit. The guy had just beat him. But PFF thought he did a great job. 80.7 overall grade for McGarry. Um, 92.4 as a run blocker. However, 52.5 as a pass blocker. So, uh, again, this is another situation where we're seeing like a really lopsided set of scores that don't necessarily add up, you know, mathematically to what the overall score is from PFF. Um, Funny enough, you would think that uh, the Falcons have 53 offensive snaps, 33 were passes, 20 were runs. So the majority of the plays were passing. You would think that the majority of plays being graded poorly would bring his grade down, but I don't know how these scores come together ultimately. But um, yeah, McGarry, 80.7 overall. 52.5 52.5 in pass blocking, which probably makes sense. Um, I don't know how he's one of the top five guys. Uh, all right, moving on. Number three on this list, tight end Kyle Pitts. 78.2 overall grade, 82.7. Of course, he only played about half the snaps um, going out with a hamstring injury at the end of the second quarter and uh, did come back in uh, for the first drive of the third quarter, and that clearly was not going to work out. Um, but yeah, 78.2 overall grade, 82.7 as a receiver. Uh, great game from him, and hopefully, hopefully he gets healthy for the Saints game uh, this last game, Week 18, because uh, the Falcons are going to need him. They're going to keep the you know be the uh, spoilers for the Saints and keep them out of the playoffs. Uh, it, it's going to be very hard to do that without Kyle Pitts on the field. All right, number four, and actually this is a guy that last week pulled in the really strange score, and he's pulled in another strange score. Center Matt Hennessy, 78.0 overall grade. 85 as a run blocker, 
but a 44.8 is a pass blocker. So again, the same kind of story that we saw with Caleb McGarry um, and that we saw with, I think, I think it was Hennessy last week as well, where the run blocking score is just somehow, even though there's fewer snaps for it, is trumping the pass blocking score. And that's why I like to point these out, because if you just look at the overall grade, you're like, oh, Hennessy's fine. Actually, Hennessy is a is an offensive lineman is proving to be a, a decent run blocker, according to PFF metrics again, um, but not so great as a pass blocker. Like if we look at his uh, overall season right now, um, he's got a 75.6 overall grade, which obviously sounds really strong, but he's got a 49.2 as a pass blocker but the 87.4 is a run blocker. That is not sustainable. Um, he has got to be a better pass blocker at center. We, and I know you guys have seen it. We've seen it in the, the, the replays of the games where he is getting walked back. That is not uh, what we want to see from him. Now, that said, Hennessy is a younger player. This is his first year starting, first year with his new coaching staff. I do not think they're going to move on from him uh, immediately. Uh, and obviously they drafted Drew Dahlman, who they're they're going to want to see what he does in the full offseason in the NFL to prepare, bulk up, get stronger. I think they want to see the same with Hennessy. Um, but right now, just sort of a lopsided you know, set of performances from these guys. And it, it makes sense. We saw Matt Ryan under siege all day, but the, the running game had some success, especially with Mike Davis. So uh, yeah, confusing set of scores. Um, and I, I don't want to harp on this too much, but uh, even though McGarry and Hennessy are quote unquote in the top five, uh, it, they got in the top five because they did one thing really, really well. And then they did the pass blocking thing. Not well at all. And that needs to be pointed out. All right. Number five on this list, fullback Keith Smith. He only had 12 snaps out of the 53 total, but he did score 78.0 overall. <laughs> and here we go. 44 for pass blocking. 85 for run blocking. So oh, I'm sorry. You know what? That's Keith. That, that is uh, Matt Hennessy. Pardon me. Um, for Keith Smith, let me double back on that. 75.7 um, overall grade. He actually had a 76 for pass blocking. He had uh, four opportunities at that. And 74.8 as a run blocker. He had six opportunities for that uh, in the game. All right. Let's talk about the bottom five. I, I'll be honest. The guy at the bottom of this list, uh, I think, I don't necessarily agree with the score. I have not gone back and watched the game. I know there were some really bad passes early on, especially the deep pass to Russell Gage early in the game where it looks like it was underthrown. Um, and the context of that, there, there could have been some wind, but we've seen passes like that this year from Matt Ryan. Uh, so it, it's, you know, my inclination is it was just a bad pass. He, he didn't get enough arm on it, or the, the two guys weren't on the same page. Something went wrong. But yeah, the, the worst graded player for the Falcons was Matt Ryan. Um, 40.0 overall grade. And whew, Ryan has had a rough season. Um, and honestly, it's not entirely a surprise because uh, you know early on when we saw him having the most success uh, sort of the, in the middle of the season was when he was getting really good pass protection uh, it's when, you know, at, for some period of time, he did have Calvin Ridley. Uh, he obviously, he had Kyle Pitts performing really well. Um, and I think most importantly, you know, the, the Falcons were keeping him upright. And it just seems like in the tail end of this season that that has fallen apart. And Matt Ryan is not the kind of quarterback that can overcome that anymore. He does a really good job of moving around in the pocket, 
when he has a pocket. And that's the problem. And he's, he may be forcing it. He's probably making some bad decisions because he's trying to win football games. And I realize I'm making a lot of excuses for him. Uh, so I'm going to move on from that. But yeah, Matt Ryan, lowest graded player uh, on Sunday against the Bills. All right. Uh, next up from the list, only three snaps. So sample size, but left guard, uh, Colby Gossett. He actually stepped in for Jalen Mayfield randomly for, you know, uh, the end of a drive. We never heard why, uh, never found out the reason for that, but, uh, he didn't do a very good job. 49.6 overall grade. He got a zero as a pass blocker, a zero. (laughs) I don't, oh my God. All right. Again, we move on because the next guy up on the list was the guy he replaced. Number three up, Jalen Mayfield, 50 snaps out of 53, 50.1 overall grade, 75.1 as a run blocker. So again, like our offensive line apparently like is killing it in recent weeks as run blockers, but holy crap, he got an 8.0, 8 out of 100, 8 out of 100 as a pass blocker, Jalen Mayfield. And I know for anyone who watched the game, that is the least surprising score. But still, like, Jalen has got to take a monumental leap forward this offseason, or the Falcons are going to have to put someone else at left guard. He is just, he is the worst lineman by a long shot. Um, Even if he makes a massive leap forward, I still think that only puts him at mediocre, maybe average, if he just stuns everybody and makes you know, a level of development that no one has ever seen in the NFL before. Um, right now he is, he may, he actually may be the worst graded, um, guard in the NFL, uh, playing with, you know, one of the best graded guards in the NFL with Chris Lindstrom. Yeah. Mayfield, um, in, and I know we like to to complain about McGarry. McGarry is nowhere close to the biggest problem on this offensive line. It's Mayfield, uh, and everyone else is a distant second. All right. Fourth up on this list, uh, Alameda Zacchaeus, he actually had 51 of the 53 snaps, uh, scored 53.4 overall, just sort of a eh day from him where the scores are concerned. And finally, fifth up from the list, um, Christian Blake, wide receiver, actually had 26 snaps. I, I never noticed him um, until he got targeted in the end zone randomly that, that one time. Uh, 26 snaps out of 53, uh, he scored 53.4 as well for his overall grade. All right. Some other notable names uh, on this list. Russell Gage was eighth uh, with a 70.8 overall grade. Um, Jake Matthews was ninth with a 67.3 overall grade. And Mike Davis, who I thought had a a fairly strong day, only graded 11th with a 63.1, really got dinged for uh, his his job as a receiver and then pass blocking, but obviously did well as a runner, got a 72.9 as a runner there. All right. Let's talk about what the defense did, uh, how they fared against Josh Allen, who actually had um, as bad a day as Matt Ryan from a PFF scorer standpoint. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. 
It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snacket. We're talking about big time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is David Walker. We're recapping the PFF grades coming out of the Falcons' loss to the Buffalo Bills in Week 17, 29-15. Difficult game on January 2nd, playing in the snow, playing in the cold weather, uh, a little bit out of their element. Let's talk about the defenders and how they fared in this game. Let's start with the top five. The guy at the very top of this list, um, boy, this just tells you how lopsided um, this game was in many aspects. If it weren't for the turnovers, the Bills probably just absolutely crushed the Falcons. Um, they had 76 total snaps. So, you know, our offense had 53. Our defense was out there for 76 total snaps. Um, this guy at the top, he played 75 of them, and that was free safety Deron Harmon. And look, I wish you guys could see the colors here because there's like one player who graded in the green, and it was him, 77.7 overall score, 78.2 in coverage. He did have one of the interceptions in the game. Uh, and actually, I felt like he this score is pretty accurate. I thought he did a fairly good job. Um, and he, he is a player that I know has you know drawn a lot of criticism from fans. Um, but honestly, he, he's a veteran, has been paid a whole lot of money. He's, he's not expensive. You know, the, the Falcons didn't bring the you know, break the bank to bring him in. Uh, and honestly, it's for games like this where he can you know, make a difference. Um, and he did in this game. So kudos to him for uh, the, the excellent performance in this one. All right, next up on the list, honestly, the first time I think I've seen this guy uh, sort of score this high, uh, Stephen Means, uh, 61 total snaps, outside linebacker, 66.6 overall grade, a little bit spooky there, Uh, 77.8 as a tackler, 79.8 in coverage. Stephen Means in coverage, he had three coverage snaps uh, and apparently did a fairly good job of that. Um, but having Steven Means in coverage does not seem like a defense that we want to see consistently on the field. Oh, all right. Number three on the list, um, linebacker Foye Lucan. He played every single one of the 76 defensive snaps, had a 68.3 overall grade, um, 78.1 in coverage. So great day from him uh, from that standpoint. Again, he also had an interception in this game. And I think that clearly contributed to you know his boosted score, even though his overall score of sixty three point three is just like slightly above average. Number four on this list, and uh, I hope this is a sign of of what he can be in year two. Um, number four was Taquan Graham, uh, defensive tackle, thirty one snaps out of the seventy six. He had a sixty two point eight overall grade. Uh, was one of our better tacklers on the day. Uh, so great job from the rookie. Uh, he's typically been at the bottom of the list, so it's nice to see him uh, faring well here. And at number five, uh, a player that we haven't talked about, I think, at all this year, and that is cornerback Kendall Sheffield. Yeah, you guys, uh, <laughs> you were expecting when I said cornerback to, for it to be A.J. Terrell. It was not. Kendall Sheffield, 52 snaps, 61.8 overall grade, um, 76.7 as a tackler. Uh, solid game from him, man. It would be great if uh, Kendall 
uh, stuck around and, and could at least become you know a decent rotational guy in the secondary. He has had a rough year with the injuries and everything he's been dealing with. Uh, let's hope that he can bounce back and, and actually, you know, maybe he'll be a part of the roster in 2022. All right, let's talk about the five guys at the bottom of the list. There are going to be several names here. Honestly, probably not going to surprise you, but the absolute bottom of the list played all 76 snaps. <sighs> Linebacker Deion Jones, 33.7 overall grade. He didn't do anything well. Um, and I'll be honest, guys, the... Uh, I've said it before. I was a big Deion Jones fan. I fully thought signing him to an extension was the right move. I don't think anyone thought it was the wrong move. The, the guy had gotten off to a really strong start. One of the best, highest graded coverage linebackers by PFF. Um, literally up there with Luke Keekley in his first couple of years. Uh, just you know, one of the top three or four coverage linebackers. And man, he has fallen from grace after this second contract. Really disappointing uh, to see that from him. Falcons are going to owe him a lot of money next year. The only way to get out from under that is to trade him. Uh, and then, of course, the question is, is is a team going to trade for him right now? Are they going to give up any draft stock for a player that for the past couple of years has been you know, pretty disappointing? I tend to think there may still be a market because he does have elite level athleticism. And there are always coaches that think that they're going to get that guy to perform. Um whether or not the Falcons want to trade him is a different matter. It, you know, this could be one of those things where they look at these guys and think, okay, first year in the system, let's see how they do after the second year. We have no idea internally what guys like Dean Pease and Arthur Smith think about Deion Jones. Um, now, as fans, if you want him gone, I completely understand it. Based on this performance, based on his overall performance, he's one of the worst rated linebackers in the league by PFF. And again, you know, it's PFF is one set of metrics. Don't use it as the Bible. You know, we, we've talked about this before, but I think if you look at the play on the field, I think it it, it kind of backs it up. He, he is, at times he looks checked out, at times he's just whiffing on tackles uh, in a painful way. So yeah, just a disappointing to see him regularly at the bottom of this list. Um, next up from him, uh, Aditi Kumbo Ogundeji with 35 out of the 76 snaps. He had a 36.9 overall grade, 21.5 as a tackler, which is, oh, awful. Um, he is a guy that, you know, the Falcons really think they've got something here with him. Uh, I think what will be nice to see is for the Falcons to bring in uh, a veteran pass rusher in the same way that they brought in Dwight Freeney to come in and mentor guys. I would love to see them get a veteran pass rusher in here to mentor somebody like Ogundeji uh, and really try to bring him along in year two. The athleticism, the length is there, you know, the all of the, uh, the the traits. He just needs to put it together as a football player. All right, next up on the list, third from the bottom, linebacker Brandon Copeland. Only played 13 snaps in this game, so small sample size. 41.8 overall grade. At least he was a decent tackler with a 69.9 overall grade. Uh, fourth up on this list, linebacker Dante Fowler. Uh, 40 snaps out of 76. 42.3 overall grade, um, 22.9 <laughs> as a tackler. Oh, th these grades are god-awful. I swear, <laughs> this is painful, guys. Oh, man. But if I had told you that Dante Fowler and Deion Jones were going to be at the bottom of this list based on that game, I don't think it would have surprised anybody listening to this podcast. All right, finally, fifth from the bottom, linebacker Michael Walker. 11 snaps, 46.8 overall grade. 
Um, so again, just sort of a limited opportunities here. Um, as for where some of our other guys uh, ended up, AJ Terrell uh, was number seven. He had a 60.3 overall grade. But I do want to point out that um, he, on the season, has been ranked the number one corner by PFF. Uh, he is their number one ranked corner, number one in coverage. Uh, so even though he's had a couple of games where he's only been ranked, you know, sort of average overall, for the season, he is one of the best ranked uh, in total. And Grady Jarrett ended up at 13 on this list with 51.8 overall grade. We've talked about it before, just not the kind of season you normally expect to see from Grady Jarrett. Uh, really a down season for him uh, in total. Really hoping that a lot of this is just due to the fact that these guys are learning a new scheme. It's going to take some time. Hopefully, you know, for the guys that are here next year, we see uh, some significant turnarounds. Because right now, a lot of these grades are, uh, I'll be honest, they're kind of depressing. If, if Deion Jones is here next year, we have to see better than this. Uh, I think everyone agrees this Deion Jones cannot be the Deion Jones that plays for the Falcons in 2022, or it absolutely will be his last year with the team, and no one's going to miss him if he goes out the door. Um, right now, if, if they trade him, I don't think you're going to see any tears. If they keep him, he's got to be better. All right, guys, these are the grades coming out of the Bills game. We've got one more game to go. The hated our rival Saints come into Atlanta on January 9th. It's a 4 o'clock game. Uh, this is our opportunity as the Falcons uh, to spoil their season. They are still statistically capable of making the playoffs. If we beat them, we are knocking them out. Uh, and we're going to be here to recap the PFF scores from that. And we're going to do a, a podcast where we recap the uh, PFF scores for the entire season. Look at our best players on offense defense the worst on offense and defense for the entire year uh, and talk about that talk about the trends and uh, yeah we're going to dive deep into that uh, as we do every week all right guys you can follow me on twitter at falcoholic dw updates for this podcast at falcoholic pod and of course you can find our articles daily at the this is david walker thank you guys for listening in we'll talk with you next time <laughs>